You have tuned in to Authors Up here on ALH Broadcasting, an affiliate of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network. Your hosts are authors Ruth Griffin, Andrea L. Hines, and yours truly, Victoria Henderson Poole. We love what we do, and we know it is every author's desire to get their work to a greater audience. Authors Up is a forum for authors by authors those who are already published, and those who want to be, along with other writers and playwrights. Here, we provide an opportunity for their work to be showcased as we share our own, gain tips and tools, information and insight to not only enhance the writing process, but be able to just enjoy the journey. Those who are willing to put pen to paper will usually have a story they are willing to tell and they are invited to tell it right here. And if you are not a writer yet, no worries. We want you to be a part of our listening audience. So take notes if you like, send in your questions, or just feel free to comment on the candid conversation because it's time for Authors Up. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Authors Up. You have joined us here on ALH Broadcasting, an affiliate of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network, and you are right here with me, yours truly, Andrea L. Hines, and Ruth Griffin, and Victoria Henderson Poole, (laughs) and we welcome (laughs) you tonight. We are so glad that you have decided to join us. I know there's so many things you could be doing, but you have chosen to spend Sunday evening with us, and we are glad about it. We have a great guest on tonight, but we're going mm-hmm. to get started the way we usually do because you know my co-hosts like to give their own welcomes when we come <laughs> together on Sunday evening, and I would not take that away from either one of them. <laughs> so, Miss Ruth, what you got to say to our guests and listeners tonight? Oh, no, after an introduction like that, wow. Okay, well, right? I thank you. Uh, right, thank you. <laughs> but I, I am happy to be here, and I'm happy everyone else is here as well. We don't take you for granted. We love having you, and again, thank you for joining us. <laughs> and how about you, Victoria? Well, you know, I gotta say hello to you first, my bronze girls. How y'all tonight? Y'all all right? <laughs> we good. <laughs> Glad to be here, and welcome everybody. Well, we are going to start our program this evening the way we usually do. We have a, a we have a habit now <laughs> of sharing mm-hmm. when the show begins and just kind of tell you a little bit of what's been happening with our week and what's been going on. So I think let's start with you tonight, Ruth. What's been happening in your world? What's what's going on in the world of Ruth Griffin? 
<laughs> well, speaking of habit, um, I didn't realize how out of habit I'm working I've been these last few months because... Um, yeah, you've been on vacation. <laughs> I really have been. I mean, honestly, I've been working and I've been getting up, you know, early, but it's just like, okay, I get up and then I go do what, you know, I think I need to do. But now it's just like, no, I have to get up and I actually have to be somewhere and it's just like, right. wow, this is, this is work. So, and I mean that in the best way because I, I tell you what, you know, I've only been there a week, but I love my new job. I love what Aww. I'm going to be doing. You know, we're awesome. still working through the logistics. I've spent, you know, two days in training, you know, it's still getting to know, you know, everybody because they're on like a – a shift where certain people come in on certain days, so stuff like that. But it's it's been good, but it's just it, it made me realize how much of a vacation I really have been on, you know. And mm, I, wow. I think part of that is a testament to God that I could, you know, mm-hmm. take that time off and just relax and be me. And now I'm back in the workforce, and I've got an assignment to do, and I need to go do it. So. Oh, wow. yeah, it's been a good week, though. It's been a good week. Awesome. Good. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That is good you, to know. Andrea? Good to know. Mm-hmm. What about you, I don't, you have any, I don't have any any great and wonderful off-the-chart news. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I, so I, how's... Uh, okay, what, so there's no news. How about how's your uh, diet and... Fitness and all of that go. Uh-huh. I have no great and wonderful off the chart news to offer. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll tell you how that went. Okay. <laughs> it absolutely went. It went south. <laughs> oh man. You, you were so we were so hopeful last week. I know. I was hopeful this week, too. But uh, I'm not going to – I just refuse to beat myself up. I really do. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, I I know it's something that I have to do. I know the things that I I need to do. But I – and you all, uh, we were talking about it this evening. Sometimes you really have to rethink um, Mm -hmm. some of the things you are doing when all of the things Mm -hmm. are important. Um, right, but this right. is my health is important also, so I've got to figure mm-hmm. out a way to adjust. But I tell you what, I had all good intentions. That doesn't excuse me not doing my <laughs> exercising in the house at all. Oh. But I tell you what, I walked out into that pollen, and I was, mm-hmm. I was oh, it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. I mean, it is. I I have I usually don't have a problem. But this year, it it has really yep. gotten to me bad. And once I got mm-hmm. back in the house from being out and doing, you know, all the things I had to do, I was done. I, I'm not yeah. going to teach you. I was done. So I'm going to shift some things. I'm going to turn some things around. And, um, and you will. But I do have, I believe in I do you. have some good news. Yeah, it's going to be okay. okay. It's going to be okay. I'm 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 good with the fact that I'm just not sitting around going, Oh, oh, it's me. I didn't get it done. Okay, right, right. Mm -hmm. No, every day I get to open my eyes, I get to do something in a different way. So, I'm good, and I am going to have good news next week. I commit that to you. 
But before okay. we go on to you, Victoria, I wanted to share something with you and share something for, with the listeners. You all don't even know this yet. But oh, okay. uh, I got some of our numbers in and some of our information in from January and February. I don't have the March mm-hmm. information in yet, but I just wanted you to know that over that the time frame from uh, the beginning of the year, we have had listeners in Canada, in oh, wow. Spain, in Jamaica, oh, in wow. Italy, in Ghana. And Japan. Wow. So that makes me feel pretty good. Makes me I'm feel sure. pretty good. Oh, my goodness. Praise the Lord. Oh, my yes. God. So we're interna- we are international. We're not. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see whether um, some different places pick up for us in, in March. Uh, in uh-huh. April and in the coming months, but um, I thank you, ladies, for always being with with me. Uh, that we are together, I should say, here on Sunday evenings, and I thank every listener. I mean, yes, sincerely, yes, every listener oh, wow. that that we have, because we cannot so do humble. this without you. We just yes. can't do it without mm-hmm. you. So Absolutely. That is, uh, oh, oh my you God. know, I may not have had a, a great praise report on my health. But that's <laughs> was, a, was a good news report on, on what we're doing and how we're sharing and the, and the listeners that, that we have with us. So I'm, I'm grateful Aww. about all of that, all of that. Okay. So well, I don't, I don't have much. I don't have much to say. <laughs> I'm still maintaining my, my health thing. I'm still doing it. Um, I'm Good. still pressing on. I have not had meat in, in almost four weeks, so still on the you know plant-based diet. I need to increase my water, though. And actually, I have to apologize to you, Elder, because I have gone walking twice in the past week, and I did not text you as I promised. And as you were talking, I said, oh, my goodness, I did say that on the air. But I, So I have to apologize on the air. But and I have started I walking. That's why I didn't walk. I didn't get a text. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. But, but I, I apologize, and I'm 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 um get that together too. But I want to say congratulations, Bronze Girls, for being international. Yay! <laughs> well, that is enough. I think on us, we are um, we have a wonderful author waiting in the wings. So tonight. We have with us our dear friend and sister, author Leah M. Forney, and we'll be talking with her tonight about her new book. So let's tell you a little bit about author, I mean about Leah. She's not new to us, but she may be new to some of you listeners. So here's a little bit about her. Daughter, granddaughter, sister friend, pre-licensed marriage and family therapist are some of the hats that Leah Forney wears. A native of Queens, New York, who is currently residing in Maryland, writing and speaking came naturally to her. Leah is the oldest girl of six siblings. She grew up without her mother and father raising her, but she learned early on the importance of having a relationship with Jesus Christ from her maternal grandmother who raised her in the church. Leah's love for writing came at a young age when she would tend poems to release the pain she felt from that having her parents in her life. Never knowing where her writings would take her, Leah penned her first book. 
As she continues to accept the calling that God has placed on her life, Leah is open to seeing where her gifts and talents will take her. In addition to the books she has authored, Leah is the podcast host of internationally streamed show, Hey Queen, Thrive. She has been blessed to be featured on 51, yes, I said one, 51 <laughs> different media publications, including, but not limited to, internationally streamed Decide to Move podcast and the CEO Wife Experience podcast. Leah has released seven books over the last four years, including Unapologetically Me, Living, Owning, and Walking in My Truth, Defining Moments from Tragedy to Triumph, Destiny, and the book we will explore tonight, The Power of Reconciliation, Healing from the Inside Out. So let's do what we do, and let's welcome back to Authors Us, Leah Forney. First of all, thank you for the warm introduction because this is like <laughs> sitting down with the girls when I come to office up. How are y'all? You know, doing? that's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're good, Lynn. Glad to have you back again. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And I'll tell you what, so it's been a few months since we've had you. So besides your new book, what have you? What else have you been up to? What have you been doing since you've been here? Since you were last year? I feel like I haven't slowed down, y'all, since I've been the last yeah. time I was here. Um, oh my gosh! I, I definitely released my first podcast, Hey, hey Queen Thrive, which is now featured in um, the U.S., Nigeria, Canada, and the Philippines. So I'm excited. Awesome! Awesome! About that. <laughs> we are international girls tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been launching, uh, I launched a coaching business, so God laid it on my heart to really start helping other inspiring authors uh, write their story. And so I've been coaching. I'm still being interviewed. So I think Mm -hmm. the last time I updated my bio, I was at 51. I just crossed into 60. So what? Awesome. Oh, okay. So you might one day be too famous to come on our show then, huh? (laughs) Never. You know, it's so funny because people will say that to me now. They'll be like, okay, celebrity, okay. And I'm like, nope, I'm Uh just Leah. Like, I refuse to to wear that. You know, I just, that's my prayer. And it's funny because I actually remember the conversation I had with you, Andrea, about um, arrogance, and this was like years ago, and God brought it back to mm. my spirit about that oh, that fine oh, line yeah. of of mm-hmm. how you can easily toot your own horn too much and and move into mm-hmm. arrogance. And so to me, I'm just like, no, nope, I'm just Leah. I refuse to just put on the celebrity <laughs> and start. Uh, well, that's right. good. We were, you know, we were in the drama department at the time. I remember that. I remember mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that that is awesome. You know, we'll always have the door open for you. So, whatever it is, we're we'll happy to have you. So, all right. So, that said, tell us about your new book. Yeah. So, Power of Reconciliation: Healing from the Inside Out um, is 
an update on what has been happening. So if you follow, if anybody has followed me from the first book, which is Unapologetically Mm -hmm. Me, I really dive into my relationship with my mom. And so when God laid it on my heart to do Power of Reconciliation, he kind of wanted me to bring everybody up to speed because that's always the question. What's going on with your mom? Is your mom still, Mm -hmm. you know, battling with drugs? So I was like, okay, it's time to, like, kind of bring my audience um, up to speed. So in the book, I definitely update you about what has happened with my mother over the last couple of years. But then some new things came out while I was writing this book. God was releasing me to share parts of my story that nobody knew. So it's like the first time I'm talking about being an angel mom. It's the first time I'm talking about battling with fertility. And then it's even the very first time that I get to introduce the world to my other siblings that I was able to reconnect with at the same time my mom was going through a stroke. Nobody mm-hmm. forgot. <laughs> that is really mm-hmm. what reconciliation is about. That's it. Mama. That's it. So, so it's, it, so your book is kind of like a series. So, I mean, to get a complete picture, it's it really best for everybody to read it from the first one. But, I mean, even this one is, you know, powerful on its own because, like you said, nobody but God could do what he does. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's just an amazing journey. Uh, do you journal or do the, uh, you just wait for God to say, okay, write that? How, do you, how does that I, so work I do a for you? I combination of both. Like, I love journals. In fact, I think I have a journal problem because I buy journals every <laughs> often. <laughs> like, <laughs> I journal, I like, oh, that's nice. I want that one, too. And it's like, I know God is like, how many more notebooks do you need? Because you have several. <laughs> but honestly, I pray about it. Um, usually I feel him nudging me. To, to write something, yeah. and then I'll just speak him in prayer. And I tell people he gives it to me one or two ways. So sometimes he'll give me the title and no chapters. Other times he'll give me the title and the chapters. Usually when he gives me the title and the chapters, I'm like, oh, you really want me to write this. Like this is not mm-hmm. one of those mm-hmm. I could kind of kind of sort of write but not really write. Like this is the one that you actually yeah. want me to write. So that, that's mm-hmm. how it goes. Okay. So it mm-hmm. sounds like you have a uh... – a, a, a writing process that because I know I, I still speak to a few people and they're just like well you know how do I start what do I do and you know oftentimes it's just that if you have that place to start you know the rest of it will flow mm-hmm. um, how long does it take for you to write your book now I mean because I know that this one you, you've got Bible stories and references and all that <laughs> so typically I could write a book in like 45 days, and the way mm. I do it is being intentional, and this is one of the things mm-hmm. I, I, I teach my um, clients about, is setting that writing goal, setting that writing schedule, and being intentional. I tell people, you can get something written in 15 minutes, because the thing about writing a book is getting in a flow, right? Mm-hmm. So if I set the timer for 15 minutes, and I start writing, and that timer goes off, I'm already in the flow. So what happens when you're right. in the flow? You don't want to that's right. So the, in the flow first, and then you'll be able to to keep writing. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And that's and that's awesome. I'm glad you said that because again, you know, that's a lot of people just think it's gonna happen. And you know, you watch movies and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna write the great American novel. I need to go take some time <laughs> off and sit in a cabin somewhere." No, it's just about being. Stop laughing so hard. <laughs> You've seen those movies. <laughs> 
Um, yes. But, yeah, it's about being intentional. It, it is. You know, it, it, you know, we set aside time for things that are important to us. And if we have a book in us, then we need to be intentional about that as well. But um, thank you, Leah. Um, I'm going to turn you over to Victoria now. Hey, Leah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. Hey, That's my girl. <laughs> I love the way your book is set up. I love your chapter titles. So we just going to get into it for a few minutes. Talk mm-hmm. about Chapter 1, Restoration. Um, you, mm-hmm. you, one of the things you said was, you know, my identity was based on the woman whose mother was a drug addict and her daddy an alcoholic. If, it was as if no one knew who I was. They just knew my issues. So talk about that a little bit in regards to restoration. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's truly how my identity was, or at least that's the, the, the identity story I told myself, right, that mm-hmm. I was but a daughter of two addicts, um, and that's all I knew myself to be. And I knew myself to be that based on, the people, places, and things in my life, the stories that people right. told me about my life, um, that's what I identified as. And I'll tell you, what kind of shifted that for me was as much as I'm a mental health clinician, I'm also, I also see a therapist, but having that mm-hmm. dialogue with therapy and my therapist really challenging me on the, the story that I was telling, mm-hmm. right, and challenging mm. me on the narrative and asking me, like, pretty much where did you get this story from and why have you been holding on to that story so much? And that was because that's all I knew. I didn't know who Leah was outside of the people in her life, the places I had been, the things that I had accomplished, my parents being two addicts. That's all I knew. And so the Mm -hmm. restoration came in when I finally sought God's face and said, God, I really just want to know, who I am in you, <laughs> like mm-hmm. who am I, not what people say, right, not what my family has said, my friends have said, the, the accolades, right, because the master's degree don't really tell you who I am. The bachelor's don't tell right. you who you say I am. And when I really confronted that narrative and really between my therapist and God watched him shift the way I started to view myself, then he began right. to restore parts of me that I didn't even know existed. Wow. That is powerful. That really is powerful. I like what you said about change the narrative of your story mm-hmm. to yourself before you can do that to others. I love it. I love it. All right. Talk to us. The, the, the listeners, the chapters of her book each have a different title, and um, they, just, they just come out at you. So talk about control, which is chapter three. And when you say you developed the need to control things in your life, talk about that and how you got free of that. Yeah, so I, I jokingly say it, but I mean it. I am Leah Michelle Forney, and I'm a control freak. Um, okay. And, and like I said in my book, the first step to recovery is admitting it, right? So control right. for me was all about the fact that I had so many things in my life that were out of my control. And so I developed this nature of feeling like if I stay in control of the things I can control, then I don't have to have the anxiety, the worry, the stress. But the reality was God was saying, 
no, because you're not even in control. You're telling yourself that you're in control, but that's not mm. the thing. And it really came from the fact that I couldn't control that my mom was a drug addict. I couldn't control mm-hmm. my daddy was an alcoholic and in and out of prison. I couldn't control mm-hmm. the circumstances that I was brought up in. I couldn't control having been, you know, raped and molested. Like, I couldn't control these mm-hmm. things. So I was mm-hmm. in a place in a space in my life where I was trying to find what can I control and then latch on to that. But the problem was, while latching on to that, I wasn't given one, giving myself space and the grace to grow and be imperfect. But then I also wasn't allowing God to be God either because I wanted control. I always think about there's a, a picture that always comes to my mind when I think about that, that exchange where God is really trying to get you to let go of some things because he has something bigger and better. And it's this right. image that I always see where God is kneeling before a little girl and her teddy bear. And behind mm-hmm. his back is something bigger. And he's mm-hmm. asking her, can you trust me? Let it go. But because of our control, we're like, no, because it's comfortable and I like it and it's familiar. Right. And I don't know what's really behind <laughs> that closed door. Right? So we hold on tighter. And God had to really say to me, Leah, you're not in control of this. You're either going to trust me and surrender all, mm-hmm. or you're not. Mm-hmm. And at that moment in my life, I would rather have been obedient and say, okay, God, I'm, a, I'm really going to take my hand off the wheel. Because, you know, we tell Jesus, like, Jesus, take the wheel. I'm going to go ahead right, and right. co-pilot. We want to be on the wheel while co-pilot but then tell him to take the wheel off. So I literally had to get to the place where I'm like, okay, I back my hand off. And that's how he really began to work with me on my control. All right. And when you finally let go, you know, I've I've seen that little um, meme you're talking about too with a little girl. And she don't want to give up, but that teddy bear been through the mill with her, so she don't want to give it up, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something. All right, all right. Let me keep going. What I love too was about chapter nine when you talked about inspiration and um, um, a vision board. But I love, let me just say this, I love, again, your transparency because you tell the story just as it, as it is. And you know that's our thing. Only through transparency is how we can help others. To, you know, when they see our stories, um, they, they can become encouraged. So I, I just thank you for that, and I applaud you for that. But what I loved in Chapter 9 was the inspirational part, how you, you turn all this tragedy into triumph. So can you talk a little bit about um, doing a vision board and what a vision board is and how that helped you in your journey? Absolutely. So I, I, I always am reminded of the scripture in Habakkuk 2 that says, write the vision and make it plain, right? Mm-hmm. So I truly believe that, we set goals, but the reason why we don't accomplish them is because, one, we're not clear on the goal, but, two, we also don't, we don't put deadlines. And so one of the things I tell my clients all the time is a goal without a deadline is just a wish, right? It's just mm. that thing that we're like, oh, we're going to do it, right? So I think about, like, when I've been on my weight loss, weight loss journey, right, and saying, mm-hmm. oh, I want to lose 15 pounds. But if I never give myself a deadline, if I never say I want to lose 15 pounds over the next, 60 days, right, and make it that mm-hmm. specific, then I'm just going to keep telling myself I'm going to lose this 15 pounds mm-hmm. with no direction. So what a vision board does is it really helps you get clear on what is it that you really want to accomplish in your life? What is it that mm-hmm. you are really desiring? 
for your life. It's nothing like having, I'm a visual person anyway, but it's nothing like having a visual in front of you Mm -hmm. to remind you of the bigger picture, right? So when life starts throwing things at you, right, because life's going to happen while you've got this vision, right, when you are feeling stressed and overwhelmed, it's nothing like going back to that vision board and say, yep, this is what I said I wanted to do. So let me Mm -hmm. focus on that. And so the vision board for me is just God's way of giving you some clarity about Mm -hmm. what is it he's calling you to do and then how are you going to actually get it done. Wow. Wow, I like that. I like that. What what does your vision board look like? And and, and let me ask this. Do you do one every year or two years or how do you do it? So I do mine every year, like January, the start of a new year. You know, I don't do that mm-hmm. whole new year, new year thing because I'm like, what mm-hmm. does that even mean, <laughs> right? I believe right. the new year improved me, right? Like not a new me, we're just going to be an improved me. So one of the things I, I do love every it. year yeah. is I set a theme, if you will, for my year. And so coming okay. into 2021, as I was praying, God said to me, this is the year of intentionality. And so I said, mm. okay, God. I said, this is the year that I do anything with purpose and on purpose. If it does not have Mm. purpose, which is to push the kingdom of God forward, I'm not doing it. Um, And so I sit down every year in January. Me and my girlfriends do it together. We set up a time Mm -hmm. on a Saturday. We get our poster board, and we create our vision board. And this year, it's funny because I put on the board, this was the year of global impact. I don't know why that that was in my spirit, like global impact. Mm -hmm. And so as I continuously look at my vision board, because it's my screensaver on my phone, it's my screensaver on my laptop, I literally Mm -hmm. watch like, huh, oh, now I know why you said global impact, Jesus, because I'm checking things off of my vision board as I go that I didn't even realize until I sat down and looked at it and was like, oh, yeah, I did say I wanted to do a podcast. Look, check that off the list oh, I did say I wanted to collaborate more. Check that off the list. And so, yeah, I do right. it every year. Okay, okay. And what, what is it you put on there? Like, I mean, you get things from magazines or you could just – where do you get the things from? Cut, cut yeah, out from so, things you see on the Internet? Yep, I do a combination of magazines. I do a combination of things I see on the Internet. I really do, like, um, pictures, but I also do a lot of words. So, like, okay. I might see some cool that resonate with me that I put on there. Um, again, just being intentional about, okay, what do I really want to really do want to this do. year? And then I just put it on it. there. Like I have a picture of there of my dream house on my current right. board, and next to it says home ownership. And I'm like, yep. Okay. All right. Working All right. towards that. So, yeah, I just put different things that resonate with me and what it is that I want to accomplish. All right, that is, you know, I could keep talking to you all the time. We got to pass the plate because I tell you, she's telling some good nuggets tonight. But, Elder, uh, you have questions for Leah, and I'm going to say this one one thing. I I wrote this down, and I like that saying, which you said, a goal without a deadline is just a wish. I love it. Mm -hmm. Elder, I'm going to pass it to you, and maybe we need to write us a vision board. How about that? Well, well, I know one thing. I'm going to quit wishing. Uh, <laughs> it's time to mm. make some stuff happen. And I know that's right. <laughs> one, 
you know, while you were talking, uh, and first of all, Leah, because we've known each other for some time, um, and, and I just want to say from the day when you were thinking about writing and, and yeah. you just weren't sure whether you had a book in you, um, <laughs> I, hear, I hear so much growth. And I'm mm-hmm. just so proud of you for the journey uh, that you have taken in spite of or as a result of um, what has happened, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and turned mm-hmm. it into a building block of, of uh, writing and, and books that can, can help someone else. And, and I just Man. applaud you for that. I really, really do. And I Man. wanted to make sure that I said that to you. Um, with the things that, that um, Victoria was bringing out about the journal, and then I'm going to get back to some things, a couple of places in the book, I had, I had written down for myself, uh, no more excuses. Just no more excuses. Uh, and that is something that I needed in terms of uh, being intentional in those things that you want to accomplish. So I have no more excuses. So next Sunday is on. Okay? I'm just okay. going to say that and I'm going to leave it right there. Right. Uh, okay. Thank you for that, Leah. And so, so you, you have permission to hold me accountable as well. Uh, because I'm I'm really taking a page from your playbook on that, and I I appreciate (laughs) that. Um, Let's see, there are a couple of things that I wanted to hear you talk about. One Mm -hmm. had to do with your, um, uh, we were talking about setting the goals and doing those those kinds of things, (laughs) but in your book you were saying I have, I will be honest and say that I have a love-hate relationship with time. <laughs> Tell me about your mm-hmm. love-hate relationship with time, because I think a lot of us have that and may not even realize it or recognize it. So talk about <laughs> this love-hate relationship with time. Yes, yes. I do have a love-hate relationship with time. <laughs> um, and it's because, you know, time is always I, – I sometimes feel like time is always against me. Um, but then I have learned that it's not that time is always against me. I'm I'm just bad at prioritizing sometimes. And so I will stack 50 million things on my plate at one time thinking that I'm superwoman, and God is like, you do know you don't have to do all 51 today, right? Like there's other days and times <laughs> that you can get things accomplished. But um, the, my love-hate relationship with time, and, I, and I'll say from just being in this pandemic, like the love part of it has been that I've been able to slow down, right, because we were in this like secular rat race for a very long time, mm-hmm. like just routine, right, just going to work, mm-hmm. coming from work, checking on the kid, like just routine, right, and it just seemed like mm-hmm. you never had enough time. Like 9 o'clock mm-hmm. hits and you're like, whew, I'm worn out. Like what did I do today? Did I get anything accomplished, right? And then you look over at your to-do list and you're like, I didn't get none of that done, right? So it just always felt like you didn't have enough time. But then the pandemic hit, and, I, and it's funny because when it happened, I said, there's going to be a blessing or some blessings coming out of it. And the biggest blessing for me was that I learned to appreciate time. Like, I learned mm-hmm. to appreciate the slowing down. And I, and I talk about it in my book about the first time 
once the pandemic hit and we were, you know, reporting home to work from home, the first time that I had walked around my neighborhood and paid attention to the flowers and the trees blooming. Mm. I had never paid attention to that. And I just so happened to take a walk one day, and I said, oh, wow, Lord, look at these cherry blossoms. Like, I had never paid attention to it. And so it mm. took him to slow down time and kind of get us to get feel for us to appreciate the simple things. And so Amen. since then, like, now me and time are probably, like, best friends because now I'm noticing things that I didn't notice you know, before COVID that I noticed now. Mm-hmm. 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 I like that. I like that. And and we do have to, to make it a point. And that is something that we have to be intentional about doing. Um, because yeah. if if you are not careful, if you don't find the balance, if you don't uh, take advantage of the slowdown, you will find that you're still just as quote-unquote busy uh, as you mm-hmm. ever were, and you're still sitting down at the end of the day, going, "What happened? <laughs> what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm tired, <laughs> but I don't have a clue what I did. I just know I did it all day, <laughs> you know, and, and not yeah. understanding what the accomplishments are. So that that's really good. And the other thing that I wanted you to explore uh, from my list tonight is that there are uh, being intentional. Um, there are many ways that you can be impactful. This is what you're saying in your book. And we, we always talk about wanting to be a blessing. We're always talking about wanting to make a difference. You know, we want to be a change agent. We want to do all these things. But you had some very specific and favorite things that you had in the book relative to being impactful. Uh, so mm-hmm. before we um, get get to Ruth and her tip and all the other things you need to do tonight, I need to know about being impactful. So share a little bit of that with us. <laughs> yeah, so when God gave me the the chapter on impactful, um, I, I believe what he wanted me to, to really express is that we have to get into a place, especially as his people, to realize that it's so much bigger than us, right? And that the little things that we do, the smile that we give, the greeting that we give, the check-in that we do, like it does make impact. Uh, I always tell people, people are watching you, right? And one of the things that I've been sharing lately is that when you are called to be um, a citizen of the kingdom of God and to push his His kingdom forward, that it's not just your reputation on the line, it's his, right? So right, when we're right. called to make impact, we're called to be mindful of his reputation, right? We can't be out here just doing anything and everything and saying what we want to say, um, just because it sounds good or feels good in the moment. We have to be very mindful of what we say, what we do, and how it impacts somebody else. And I learned that lesson because I started having people coming to me, not just about my books, but just saying, I appreciate your transparency. I appreciate that you're not afraid to put it all out there. Like you're not afraid mm-hmm. to say, these are my scars you know, look, right, like you're not afraid. And it was because of my willingness to be transparent. Yes, I struggled with it because if Jesus mm-hmm. could talk, he would say, Leah battles with me all the time about being vulnerable, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I, I've grown to this awareness that it's not about me. So if in that moment, if I am transparent about struggling with 
you know, doubt, if I'm transparent about struggling with imposter syndrome, if I'm transparent about whatever it is that I'm facing, then it gives everybody else around me the permission to do the same thing and to recognize that, guess what, I'm not by myself in this. There's mm-hmm. other people that can relate. So that's what being impactful about is being about is really being intentional and mindful that it's bigger than you and that what you say and do does impact somebody else. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Leah, you have got a, a, a great book here. You have some mm-hmm. wonderful things in it. And uh, I do, uh, I'm not going to take that. Uh, Victoria has something special that she said. She's not going to say it right now, but she is going to say it before we close the door on this conversation tonight. And I am not going to step over into that realm. You know, this is the stay in your lane thing. So I'm going to stay in my lane. <laughs> but just hang out with us uh, for a little bit. I think, Ruth, I think you have a tip for us tonight. I sure do. And um, I, I think, Leah, you might appreciate this one because I'll tell you what, I have the same problem as you do when it comes to journals. I have more journals than I have um, stuff to write in them. And it's just like I, I go to the store and I'm like, oh, I need this, and I really don't, but they're just so cool. <laughs> but anyway, and I know that we are not the only two. We could start a support group, Leah. I promise you we could. Um, Okay, so, you know, we are obviously proponents of journaling on this show, and I I sometimes wonder if, you know, there are some people out there who just, you know, don't know what the journal is or what uh, the process is or just, you know, what you can do with it. You know, we say journal, but, you know, what is that? So, you know, it's just basically daily writing. You can write about something that, you know, that will help you make more sense of your life. There's no right way or wrong way to journal. You can write about your feelings, the events of your day, your goals for the future, and you can get creative with it. You know, some people journal on their phones. I I do have an app that I use, um, which is why it doesn't make sense for me to go buy more journals. But, you know, you can you can make a visual art journal. You know, you can get pictures. You can get doodles. Like Leah was saying, you can, you know, do a, a vision board with it. You can have it all in one place. Um, you can add art to your writing. You know, get your markers, mm-hmm. your paints, photos, stickers out. You know, and you combine all of that. Um, you can use uh, your favorite song lyrics, quotes, uh, Bible verses that can help inspire your writing. Um, you can mm-hmm. use it to make lists goals, workout decisions, tell a story. You know, again, my first book was born out of my journal. You know, if I didn't have it, I wouldn't have everything I have. You know, if I hadn't started that, I would not have my first book or the subsequent ones. Um, mm-hmm. Allow yourself to vent. Write out your strong feelings as a release just to get it out of you. Um, you can try writing an unmailed letter. I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but, you know, if you're having difficulty with someone, write it out to them in your journal and mm-hmm. then just mm-hmm. don't do anything else with it because that's probably not something that needs to be <laughs> mailed or emailed. But, you know, the, the point is, is 
it, it allows you to understand what's going in, what's going on inside your brain. It allows you to get it out. It allows you to express yourself. And these are, the, you know, this is the purpose of a journal. So, whether you choose to write or type or text or, you know, just get creative, you know, the, the point is to journal. And I think, you know, we've talked about the health benefits of it. We've talked about, you know, it, it doesn't take very long, but it is a very beneficial. And whether a book comes out of it or not, I think that most people are better off for journaling every day. So that's my tip for tonight. Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay. Very good. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank, you. Is. Thank you. Thank you for that, Ms. Ruth. Mm-hmm. Now, Victoria, I know that there is something that you want to say. I, I do want to say it, but Leah, I got to ask Leah though. Leah, where can our authors find? I mean, our listeners find your book because they got to get the book. Get the <laughs> book. Get the book. Tell them where they can get it. <laughs> yeah, so you can actually just get it directly from our website, www.leahmforney.com. Um, that she got a website. Wait a minute. She got a website, y'all. Y'all hear that? Okay, keep going. <laughs> yeah, so you can get that and any of my books now on my website. Again, www.leahmforney.com. All right, cool. Very good, very good. Well, Leah, we certainly do appreciate you being with us tonight. Guys, you know exactly what to do. Send up some hearts and let Leah know how much we appreciate her because we really, really do, Leah. And this is this is it's a wonderful book. It's a it's thought provoking. It makes you think about some things, and you've got some great mm-hmm. nuggets, and you've outlined it well with your scripture references and everything. And I just you've you've done a great job with it, just a, a great job. So I echo Victoria wholeheartedly <laughs> to say, get the book, everybody. You got to get the book. Get the book. So thank you so much, Leah, for being with us tonight. Um, uh, Ruth, do you have any closing comments? I just want to thank everybody for joining us. Thank you, Leah, for always, you know, being a great guest. You are like family now, and we just appreciate having you on here. Yes, yes. And, Victoria, how about you? I just want to thank her for coming, and as always, thank our listeners. Um, And if you have any comments, concerns, or or have suggestions for the show, please send us an email at authorsup at gmail.com. Absolutely, and I join my co-host in thanking all of you, all of our listeners, and I thank you, Leah. And I encourage you to, you know, like and share and let somebody else know what's going on here at, at Authors Up because I tell you what, whether or not you are a writer, there's always something that can be gained uh, when you join us on the program on Sunday evenings. Uh, so thank you. Thank you very much for being with us, and we will be here uh, on Sunday evenings at 7 p.m., Until then, this is Andrea Hines with Victoria Henderson-Poole and Ruth Griffin. And there's never a dull moment here at Authors Authors Up. Up.